Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning, Friday, September 14. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky De Oliveira, and I'm so glad it's Friday. Yeah, me too. It's, uh, Jay for De Oliveira here. Let me uh, pray for today, pray for the end of this week, and uh, for tomorrow as well, for Sabbath, and for the gathering of uh, communities all over the place. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for the hope. Thank you for the glory. Thank you for the promise. Thank you for the assurance. Thank you for the way that you look after us. Thank you for the community you've called us to. Thank you for the, the deep call you've called inside us. Thank you for the understanding that you actually are with us on every single step. God, as we reflect on this text one more time, may your spirit lead us to a good place and a hard place as well. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, last time in the good ESV, English Standard Version. I was just about to read the question, but yeah, we should read well, the yeah, text. Well, yeah, we've got to read yeah. the text. What are you yeah. doing? I don't know. Romans 8, 18 through 30, subtitle, Future Glory. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So uh, this is a good daily walk. I would encourage you to read it, uh, boulder.church uh, forward slash daily. And uh, Mark Wittes has written the final daily walk for this week. And uh, he addresses this whole predestined section at the end of the passage here. And uh, and then he uh, raises this question. And uh, I, I'd encourage you to read the daily walk and to frame his question as well, uh, uh, it would help you with that. So here it is. Is it hard to believe that God has chosen you, even before you were born, to be saved and redeemed? Do you know that you are a saved person, that the only way to be lost is for you to choose it for yourself? I don't find that hard to believe. Um, perhaps I'm just a narcissist. And we are done for today. Filled with a lot of... No, I have, I have things to say about this. Maybe I'm filled with excessive self-regard, but actually this... <laughs> This doesn't seem unreasonable. It seems like the way it should be. Here, I'm going to tell you a little story. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. Do you know who Randy Gerber is? Randy Gerber? Why do I know? I don't He's know. He's a famous person. Okay. He's married to the model Cindy Crawford. 
I know who Cindy Crawford is. He's like a billionaire. So he has... No, I don't know who Randy Gerber is. Well, he's her husband. They've been married forever. It's Gerber Okay, they have two children who are also absolutely beautiful models. Mm -hmm. He, like his best friend is George Clooney. They have some kind of... You know, this is the second time you brought up George Clooney in the last couple of weeks. Okay, That's not particularly related. But Mm -hmm. anyway, Mm -hmm. my point is this. Just (laughs) FYI. Just FYI. The point is, he's like a billionaire. He has some kind of tequila brand or something that he sold for like a billion dollars. Okay. Okay, so the guy is extremely successful, good looking, perfect in every way. And I happened to be reading this interview a while ago where they, some interviewer was asking him, like, are people in his hometown surprised at how at how well he's turned out, right? Uh-huh. And usually most celebrities will be like, oh yeah, I was such a loser in high school. Everybody, I was a geek, I was uh-huh. skinny, I was this, I was that. He's like, no, I think people always knew that I was going to be successful. <laughs> and I just loved that answer. Yeah. He's kind of like, he's not going to apologize or act all, I don't yeah. know. He's like, yeah, I think I deserve all these things and that everybody knew that I would be like this. And I, I kind of think the salvation thing, to me, it's like, why not just think, well, why shouldn't I be saved? I mean, I don't know. I know there is the conventional we're lowly worms and stuff lowly worms well, like okay it's, it's been yeah. said that way but i think you can think about it that hey you know you're just you're born into the world you you know you just kind of awaken here um is it re- more reasonable to think that you shouldn't mm. have good things you shouldn't be saved you shouldn't have a happy mm. life why not mm. exactly well, Mark encourages us to to read Ephesians one as well, which I think is a, is an excellent passage to to cross reference with this particular one here. Um, and I think that I, I personally believe as well as I read, you know, the more I read of the Bible, the more I try to understand the character of God, uh, is that God is doing everything, everything in His power to save all humanity. Mm. And I think that sometimes we are the ones who make salvation way more complicated. Than it really is. Well, I mean, the opposite of this question mm-hmm. would be, is it hard to believe that God has chosen you even before you were born to yeah, be sent formed. to hell? I mean... Because it wouldn't be because there is no hell, yeah. Well, yeah. or to be lost, <laughs> yeah, to put fair. it in our sort of words. I meant hell in the sense of yeah. the pit, whatever you mean by that. Yeah. People have different ideas about what they mean by that. But, I mean, why would that be a more reasonable thing to think? Yeah, I mean, I... I love I love this idea of and I love this concept that Paul is pulling through here that God has chosen us. Uh, I think that the difficulty with the word predestined is that uh, it often le- lends itself to the idea that there is no choice in us. Right? We don't have any choice inside here. And Mark is right that you get to choose, and we get to choose whether we want to accept the gift of salvation or not. Um, but the intentionality behind here that uh, Paul is trying to do is that he that God. Although he foreknows, although God knows the future, God is also, he's calling all of humanity and the, the creation and the world to be saved. I, well, then I, I always think, wonder, what about people who are beyond the point where they even have the capacity to choose? You know, mm-hmm. we talk about choosing, but I mean, what does that even mean? You see people who... What about those who don't know there are choices? Well, people who are born in a situation, and there have been people who have lived and died yes. without anybody loving them, yeah. without anybody investing in them, yeah, that's true. without ever having a feeling of safety, yeah. without ever having enough food to eat. You know, they have yeah. lived and died already in that state. So they've never had, really, they've never lived in a situation where they could really make a choice. Yeah. And I'll think about people in the prison system in this country, for instance. And there are people that I think most of us would agree 
are probably, I mean, from our point of view, totally lost causes. You know, they would assume they would kill you as much as look at you, you know, absolutely no empathy. I think, I think Paul tries, I think Paul tries to, can somebody like that be saved? I think, absolutely. I think Paul actually tries to address that inside here and he uses, um, he uses a beautiful phrase here uh, in verse 27 of this particular version. I don't know what it was like in the other versions. I didn't pick it up. But he is using a name to describe the Spirit. And you know how God has many names. Uh, Jesus has many names. And the Spirit has another name here as well in verse 27 where he says, And he who searches hearts, or as uh, some translators put it down, as the searcher of hearts. Um, I think it's because, as he describes it, the spirit enters our heart, and and the the root word of this Greek searching inside the heart is like a torch that actually is lit up in darkness and is looking for something. And what he looks inside there, he when he's inside there, he actually is sees the pain, and he groans with us. So he's he, God is with us inside there. So in other words, God is talking to every single person in the entire planet, whether we understand it or not, in the language that we understand or not. God is speaking in a language that we are able to comprehend and, co- and connect with him. We don't, I think we often think that it has to be only a particular way, but God is far greater than that. So that's why I believe Paul says, you know, God reveals himself to everyone. That reminds me of a movie that I saw oh, yeah. not that long ago. It was a really short movie, like maybe an hour and 10 or 15 minutes. It's about a psychologist who's called in to work with a girl. It's called Prodigy. And the girl is, is basically um, in constraints and with a mask. She's thought to be such a massive threat because of her super intelligence mm-hmm. that um, they, they're thinking that they have to destroy her. She oh. cannot be allowed to live. That's but perfect. what they're trying to figure out is whether he can see or find evidence of any sort of humanity or, or anything huh. redemptive in this girl. Is there anything there? And so the movie is really just a dialogue between him and the girl as huh. he's trying to, to deal with her. And she is, but she's only nine years old. Hmm but has obvious absolute contempt for for people and yet I mean, you know I won't ruin the the end of the story but it is an interesting question about whether you can find that spark of well, I guess what we would we, call humanity in we someone we don't know it always and I think we talked about that earlier this week we don't know it always but God does and that's what it says in John uh, 2 when it says that Jesus just knew he looked inside man and he knew what was in humanity I think that's the hope that I take that God knows the deep inner thinkings of what we're doing, th- going through. And he says that inside that, inside knowing that, he says that God actually goes through the pain with us. He's with us uh, in the creation pain, in the, in the earth pain, in the church pain, in the life pain. And he says, I, I'm going to pull you through all of this. So I, I see a lot of beautiful hope inside this. But mm, our, our time is up for today. Um, so I'm going to remind you to think about this question is it hard to believe that god has chosen you even before you're born to be saved and redeemed do you know that you're a saved person that the only way to be lost is for you to choose it for yourself reflect on that question dialogue with some friends uh, about that look after each other live love and we'll connect tomorrow hey thanks again for listening to the daily walk podcast today hey if you remember if you have any questions reach out to us online at boulder.church And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.